It's middle 1920s, and here's Mrs. Theodore Dumoulin listening in We'd her home. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us how far the broadcast is... Well, made. hi, once again, it's KRKO's Morning Mouth, Tim Hunter, with another one of our interviews featuring a former voice, uh, someone who wandered the halls of KRKO over its 100 years. Yeah, celebrating a century of serving the North Sound. And this guy... We actually worked together at KLSY for, I think, a total of three weeks. Uh, I was doing the morning show. He was working a weekend shift. And, like, I think it was the third weekend shift, someone heard him doing what he was doing and said, Oh, we want you. He got snagged up, and he went and did just shy of 19 years at KBSG Oldies 97.3. Yeah, you know by now it's got to be Mark. Christopher. Hey, Mark. I know, and Tim, I don't know how you found my name and even the files there, because that was such a long ago when I was a little Marky Christopher, where, you know, <laughs> nobody even knew I existed. But uh, when I got an email from you saying, Mark, I'm doing this fun and just finding uh, all these great talents at one time or another played here at KRKO, and I'm, I'm glad it found my name. So, yeah, once upon a time, Tim. <laughs> it was actually chiseled in stone on a tablet, just to let you know how long ago it was. So what did you do? Did you cut your little radio baby teeth here or what? Well, it was unique because um, actually I started, uh, I was supposed to go to Yakima. I finally mm -hmm. got a gig after my first tapes, audition tapes, like we used to send out with resumes. And a station in Yakima said, why don't you come here, uh, be here Monday. And I said, well, I can be there Friday. <laughs> I said, no, Monday's, Monday's fine. Well, a little thing called Mount St. Helens blew <gasps> Monday. Oh, that weekend. Yeah, and it was like, oh, come on, really? So many remember back in the day, uh, you couldn't make any phone calls to eastern Washington. You couldn't even travel I-90 because many roads were closed. Mm -hmm. What the ash was. We didn't know what the ash was going to do to your car. So it wasn't until Wednesday after the eruption I got through, and they said, Mark, we really wanted to get you over here, but we don't know the extent of the ash you know, um, nobody's getting anywhere, so we're just going to fill that position, so we're going to pass. And I was wow. just crushed. But then I figured, well, I'll connect with other stations in eastern Washington and see if they're running short. Of all places, I ended up in Colfax, just west of Pullman. Mm -hmm. And all my and all my friends that could afford college and journalism classes <laughs> were in Pullman. So I had finished up radio school and said, great, I'll be on the radio I'll let you come watch if you let me uh, look in your textbook for added instructions. And uh, so I was in Colfax for the summer of 1980 and, and then landed a job back on the west side of all places in Shelton. And mm -hmm. I was there for about two years and then uh, got a gig in Spokane. And I did Spokane for about a year and a half. And then they decided to change format to t something totally different I wasn't comfortable with. So I thought, well, it's time to get back to home, hometown Seattle. There was nothing open, nothing available, and just out of the whim, I remember a lot of people saying, KRKO Everett. I thought, you know, I never looked into that, but I'm going to get a hold of them. And they said, perfect timing. We need somebody up here to do fill-in and, and maybe some overnights and weekends, but eventually we may have something. So that this would have been like the spring-summer of 82 uh, for me, Tim, to come to KRKO. And, and at that time, it was Radio 13 RKO. See, you know, what's funny is you were talking about when you almost went to Yakima. First off, I want to know which station. I don't remember the call letters, but it was like, uh, you know, what we called middle of the road music. You know, not quite top 40, not quite soft rock. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, but you did your own news, and they, they really, the, you know, wanted you to do a lot of news. 
Oh, oh it's full service radio for the Yakima area. Mm-hmm. I think that was uh, KVGM, which was uh, Virginia and Grant Mack. He had bought the original station I went over to Yakima, KQOT, and turned it into that. But um, Which is funny because I had uh, hopped town and gone to another station there and then left it in February of 1980. And I had gone over to visit my in-laws the weekend of Mount St. Helens. So here I was at Como Radio, where you are right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I was there as Larry Nelson's producer, but I was doing reports for them from Yakima about all the ash. Wow, a small world. I love oh, the, the chain of command and six degrees east, west, north, and south work <laughs> for radio people, Tim. So it's it's crazy. So tell me, what were what was KRKO like back then, and who did you work with? It was fun because it was one of these stations that, you know, unless you really knew of the existence of being there in the North Sound area in mm-hmm. Snohomish County, it was a powerhouse. It was a great format of music, rock and roll top 40. Um, I remember Robert O'Brien was the morning guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Jeff Chase in the afternoon because he did a, a feature called Chase with Chuckles, which were just great uh, jokes and fun stories. <laughs> Uh, midday was Bruce Butterfield, who actually hired me. He was the program director. Oh, wow. He left a short time after. I want to say Dennis, Dennis Wills, maybe the last name, was the newsman. I remember he just talked so fast, but you could understand him. <laughs> and then Athen James did nighttime. Um, and then I was kind of like the floating announcer here and there. Uh, but what I remember is this is a time, Tim, you know, we're still playing 45s. Uh, albums. We were playing cartridges, which anybody listening remembers an eight track. It looked like an eight track that was called a fork track, and this would have like a commercial on it. And then the next cart would have a song, and this is what we played at KRKO. The funny part was there wasn't a lot of room for storage, so they had 24 cardboard boxes. In each box was a bunch of these cartridges of songs, oh, and you were told, "Here's the hour of music. Play the box. If you don't get through them, stop." And when you get to the next hour, Tim, grab the next box. Wow. Shuffle the music. And I don't think I ever played every song in that radio station among the, the 24 boxes of, of songs. That's a great <laughs> little chunk of history. I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, the other memory I had, too, is I know uh, KRKO was very involved in the community. Being the new kid on the block, you know, I'd, I'd cover the station so everybody could go out and do parades and festivals and what have you. And I was always impressed, you know, character. I mean, they'd, they'd go to Island County, they'd go north up towards Whatcom County into the east and west and just all the communities that were so receptive of the station. Um, but they thought one time it'd be kind of funny, like, Mark, we can give you more hours. Do you want to do overnight shows? And I'd never done that. And I was never... The, the party type guy, like, goes, I'll stay all, all night long and mm-hmm. come home at one or two in the morning. So I said, sure, I'll do the overnight shift. And I was living in Seattle. So I was commuting, uh, which was great because it was opposite of all the traffic. But I did two weeks of that, Tim. And this was the first time there's something about two o'clock in the morning that you start thinking about the next day already. <laughs> and I would get sleepy. And I actually, at KRKO, the only time ever, <laughs> and the last time ever I did an overnight shift, I fell asleep. <gasps> In the control room, on the air, the phone didn't have like a, a loud ringer to it. It was more of a clicking sound with a flashing light. Yeah. And it was just loaded with calls like you thought I was doing a big night of requests. <laughs> and I started answering phones and they said, are you okay? Are you the guy on the radio, the guy named Mark? Because you're not playing any music and you have it in 10 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so 
after that, it was like, okay, I can never do an overnight shift again. I have to be in bed before midnight. That is hilarious. Oh, my <laughs> God. Do you have anything, any memorabilia from those days, or did you take pictures? Because a lot of people I've talked to is, God, I wish I had taken some pictures. Yeah, that was the sad thing is I never did, and I was probably one of the first to get into the uh, consumer video cameras. Mm-hmm. You know? And at, at the time, those were like the big box tape deck you have on your shoulder and right. then your video camera. But other than maybe a staff picture around somewhere, there was never any pictures taken. Um, the other fun part of it, too, is you know in the summertime there at the location where we called it the swamp down there uh, off of the uh, freeway, um, it would get hot. So I would open up the studio door, and then I'd open up the main door to the building out on the street, and I guess I just trusted the world, Tim. And how many times people just wandered in off the, the road there, which, you know, it was kind of an isolated rural road, and they just come walking in the studio, and I look like, can I help you? Oh, we just, the radio station, and we thought we'd just come in, and the door was open. Do you mind if we watch? Wow. Oh <laughs> and, and I met more people that way. Um, I guess that was back in the day you could do that and trust the whole world and nothing ever went wrong. But I, I met a lot of wonderful people there in Snohomish County <laughs> just for having my door open, Tim. That is hilarious. Well, Mark, so good talking to you about those days. And, geez, you're in line for a ferry right now, so we'll let you go. But, um, man, that's what you had some good stories. I, I want to say you're a contender for the best stories. Oh, gosh, that's great. Here's the ironic part is, is Seattle's hometown. So KRKO worked, you know, just to keep my skills going. I had a lot of fun, a lot of wonderful people there. The morning person, as I mentioned, was Robert O'Brien. Mm-hmm. The offer for my first job in Seattle was at Kixie FM. Oh, yeah. The KIXI was the big band station, as you know. And the, the FM was probably one of the first FM light rock stations. The morning show person at that time was Robert O. Smith. Oh, whoa. So I went from Robert O.B., Robert O.S., and the rest is history, and I've been here at uh, Hometown Seattle all these wonderful years, and it's just been a great uh, community of friends, family, and radio brothers like you, my friend Tim, and it's just, I'm so glad you found me in the files of KRKL. (laughs) They were tablets, just for the record. (laughs) Like you said. Great talking to you, Mark. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless all. KRKO, Everett's greatest hits, celebrating 100 years of serving the North Sound. Thanks for listening.